0: Here it
1: is! From deep inside your audio device of choice.
0: I'm undergoing self-isolation. It's the only way to be. Just for the lack of stimulation. So come self-isolate. With me
2: Do you remember The 21st night of September Love was changing the mind of this pretender Chasing the clouds away Our hearts were ringing In the key that our souls were singing As we danced in the stole the night away adi, adi, adi. Do you remember him? Adi, adi, adi. Dancing in September let Yeah, we
3: From New Orleans, Louisiana, I'm Harry Shearer, Welcome you to this edition of the show. Um, this is the week that we discovered, or rediscovered, one of the great pieces of a popular American political oratory. Words that will ring down through the years until they stop ringing. Lindsey Graham, Senator Lindsey Graham saying, you, you can use my words against me. He had said uh, in 2016 the uh, Supreme Court nomination should be made by uh, the next president. No, he said it in 2018, sorry, Um, by the next president if it occurred, if the uh, vacancy occurred during uh, the election year for a president. You can use my words against me, keep the tape, except when you don't keep the tape or you shouldn't use my words against me, and I mean that. Those words, ladies and gentlemen, ringing still to this day. It's nutty. I guess it's the acoustics. And now, ladies and gentlemen,
1: News of the Olympic Movement. Produced by Jim Everson III.
3: Well, it's not as clean as it's supposed to be, is it? You could say that about everything, of course. But Lamine Diak. He's the former head of World Athletics governing body. He's just been sentenced to four years in prison for covering up doping by Russian athletes. The former president of the International Association of Athletics Federations faced corruption and other charges. French court this week ruled he solicited or accepted some $3.8 million in return for concealing the Russian, Russian athletes' use of performance enhancing drugs. Well, what are they use, supposed to use? Performance damaging drugs? Come on. Come on, man. He was sentenced to four years of prison, two years suspended. presiding judge said his actions had undermined the values of athletics and the fight against doping. His son, Papa Masat, his son is named Papa. There's your irony right there. Papa Masada Diak, he faced similar charges, was sentenced to five years in prison and about $1.2 fine. He wasn't in France. He he remained in Senegal, where the sentencing is good. French prosecutors are investigating whether the transfer of $2 million from the Tokyo Olympic Bid Committee to a Singaporean company amounted to a bribe. That company is believed to be related to Papa Masada Diak. See how it all... And John Coates declared uh, Brisbane's bid to host the 2032 Summer Games will be cost-neutral. He dismissed a damning report that found the average cost blowout for Olympic host cities since 1960 has been nearly triple the official budget. That's him denying. He's president of the Australian Olympic Committee. He wants Oz to host the Games again. said Queensland's $4.5 billion bid would be self-sustaining. He slammed the U.K. report that put the average bill of five recent Olympic tournaments at $12 billion. I've taken the, the view that I've got more productive things to do with my time than to analyze that report and respond to it, he told the Australian Financial Review after the uh, Sydney Olympic cauldron was relit to mark its 20th anniversary as a cauldron. Costs of some recent games have blown out, such as the $15 billion price of London 2012 and... Uh, the 21.9 billion figure for Sochi. The median cost was of the games, the Summer Games between, no, between 1960 and 2016 was 5.6 billion, and the median cost of the Winter Games was 2 billion, according to the report from Oxford University's Business School. Host locations were on the hook for all the costs, while the IOC faced no such curb. This is one reason why every game since 1960 had ended up. on average over budget, says the report, called Why the Olympics Blow Up. Coates, also an IOC vice president and the author of a set of reforms aimed to reduce the financial burden of hosting games, said that assessment was simply not the case. The cash the IOC contributed to organizations to defray cost would help a Queensland games break even, he says. So he figures it's a cost-free Olympics. Let's have one every year. It's a movement. And we all need one. Every day. argues with the Europeans. What are you going to do? He's down. He's down on it. All right. uh, It doesn't matter. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is um, a weekend where we're all observing and um, memorializing the late uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I myself thought it was um, interesting with uh, air quotes both top and bottom that a supreme court justice would um, become a celebrity not sure that's that's going to be such a good idea as a as a precedent for the future but 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 there it is somebody had the uh, idea to uh, analogize her initials to those of a uh, of a deceased rapper and there we are bam you're celebrity you're a, you're a pop icon but uh not that is not in any way to diminish her influence or her impact on um the causes of the end of or the ending of discrimination on the basis of gender and other things and um her her work as a, a universally admired legal scholar constitutional and legal scholar so because uh, I have time on this week's show to repeat what everybody else says everywhere else. That's what I just did. And now. But I meant it. See, that's the difference. News of the Godly. And we go for this News of the Godly to Coeur d'Alene, Washington. A, isn't there a Coeur Idaho, too? Are they sister cities, and we're—they're we're, just not telling us. Anyway, Kootenai, Washington, pastor, opened his large church in early May for in-person services that allowed and even encouraged unmasked congregants to gather. That pastor has been <laughs> recovering from COVID-19 at the Kootenai Health Intensive Care Unit. Don't not laughing at his uh, disease. I'm laughing at the irony, ladies and gentlemen, and I uh, I welcome you to join in. Paul Van Noy rhymes with Annoy, the senior pastor at Candlelight Christian Fellowship, has spent the past two weeks in the ICU, while his wife, Brenda Van Noy, recovered from her own bout with COVID-19 at home. Five other church staff have been infected, according to Eric Reed, body ministry coordinator... At the church, there's a job they didn't tell you about at high school counseling. Body ministry coordinator. Van Noy expressed his thanks for the support he received in an update posted to the church's website by his wife. The church has closed its doors for two weeks to undergo deep cleaning (laughs) before reopening for in-person services today. Hey, welcome in. Come on, sit down. No, right here next to me. We didn't want, obviously, to be spreading the virus, he said. Obviously. Church staffers don't know how Van Noy contracted the virus, according to the body ministry coordinator. Masks are mandated in Kootenai County. That's in Washington. For those of you who don't know all the, the names of all the counties in Washington state. And what's wrong with you anyway? Where, where did you stop in school? Masks are mandated, I say, in that county. Van Noy has expressed doubts about the efficacy of mask wearing to help stop the spread of the coronavirus. He is known to bring his political views to the pulpit and leave them there. This this sounds oddly familiar to a conversation we're having in the rest of the country. In Facebook posts, he wrote that face coverings wouldn't be required at his church of about 1,200 members. He said in a post in mid-July he didn't believe masks would prevent spread, while also claiming the church could ignore the the order because it isn't a public place. He did say the virus is a threat. It's true that COVID-19 cases are in escalation here in our community and that the virus is real, he wrote. However, the panic to stop the world or mandate public compliance is causing untold problems and pushback that will not be helpful. That's a quote. He uh, said masks can be worn during services but aren't required. We need to keep our doors open, activities occurring, and fellowship active. Moreover, closing down churches, businesses, and services is certainly not the answers to the concerns. Well, at least those those two matched. Candlelight's stance on mask squaring and social distancing has not changed since his diagnosis, according to the Spokane Spokesman Review. It's both a spokesman and a review. When asked whether masks are mandated in compliance with state law, the body ministry coordinator said no. The position is: if you feel comfortable wearing a mask, you can. If you're not comfortable wearing a mask, you don't have to. Nobody's going to be criticized for whatever decision they make. What about coming to the church naked? They'll be criticized for that decision, won't they? Maybe admired, but uh, the body ministry coordinator said the church's approach to the virus has been balanced with a live-streamed service they've done for years and support for congregants' right to gather and worship. We all have different opinions and approaches about things, said the body ministry coordinator. It's being able to balance that and being loving and kind and respectful in all aspects. Church members, many continue to gather unmasked. Last week, church members held a vigil for Van Noy outside of the the, uh, health center where he's recovering. Attendees were pictured gathering in close proximity without masks. The body ministry coordinator said the visual was not organized by the church. That's one body he did not coordinate with his ministry. Brenda Van Noy has been active on social media throughout her illness, posting to her Facebook page a mixture of health updates and conspiracy theories, many of which have been flagged by Facebook as untrue. Now, if, you know, Facebook—they want to make—they want your eyeballs, so. Uh, the posts include misinterpretations of CDC data, references to the Save the Children movement, hashtag Save the Children, which has been linked to QAnon, and the assertions that, quote, fact checkers didn't exist until the truth started to get out, unquote. She also acknowledged she'd underestimated the virus prior to contracting it. I haven't taken this COVID seriously enough. I'm humbled. I have COVID, and some of my friends have COVID now. But more seriously, my husband is in critical care in ICU with COVID, and it is serious. Please take this serious. She continued to write. Pray for healing. Love each other. Pray for those who have lost loved ones because of this evil virus. And pray for the return of adverbs. No, she didn't say that. Take that serious. That is, of course, ladies and gentlemen, in case case you are under any misapprehension, that was... News the godly, and now news of our friend the Adam. Clean, safe, too cheap to meet her. Safe, cheap, too cheap
4: to meet her. Cheap, safe, too safe to meet her.
3: Safe, safe, too safe to meet her. Yes, it's news of the atom, but mainly the atom at rest in waste. First Camden, New Jersey, Holtec International. They make um the uh, the receptacles in which spent fuel rods can be placed for temporary storage. And um we've heard their name in other contexts before and we'll again moments from now, but in the meantime, Holtec has gone to court, two courts actually, over its proposal to decommission a nuclear power plant in uh, New Jersey, Oyster Creek. Sounds nice, doesn't it, Oyster Creek? It's a nuke plant. That's according to the Cherry Hill Courier Post. It's both a courier and a post. The Camden firm, Holtec, wants a pair of judges to overturn a decision by the local planning board in Lacey Township. They blocked a key component of Holtec's $8885 million project. They, the project is they want to add 34 of their storage casks that would hold spent nuclear fuel at Oyster Creek. The uh, plant closed down two years ago. The planning board unanimously rejected Holtec's application for those 34 additional storage casks, expressing concern the radioactive waste would never leave the township. That's their fear. A board resolution a week ago declared Holtec mischaracterized its project as a temporary storage site, contending the firm offered, quote, absolutely no representation as to how many decades or even centuries the temporary storage will last, unquote. They seem like skeptics. Among other concerns, the resolution faulted the lack of a contingency plan for a storage cask leak or failure. and described Holtec's security plan as inadequate. The safety and well-being of the immediate area, as well as the entire region, will be adversely affected by the proposed development, the board's resolution said, but the Holtec lawsuit contends the board's actions are preempted by federal law. In short, they may have interfered with the federal government's exclusive authority over the radiological safety of nuclear power plants, according to a Holtec spokesman. The uh, suit says their application for additional casks met all of the township's land use and development requirements and regulations. The uh, second suit Describes the board's decision as an active display of bias against Holtec. The attorney for the planning board couldn't be reached for comment. Holtec acquired the plant July last year to launch a new subsidiary, Holtec Decommissioning International. That, uh, That subsidiary would take down nuclear power plants and redevelop their sites. So it's like a real estate kind of a thing. The company claims it can dramatically shorten the timeline for such projects. We know that's a good thing, through such uh, through the use of Holtec-designed storage casks for radioactive waste. Yeah, Holtec is also pursuing sto- uh, controversial plans for a storage site in New Mexico that would hold spent fuel shipped from power plants across the country. What's in it for them? Their project would be funded by existing trust funds for the nuclear plants, including one with almost $1 billion at Oyster Creek. These are funds that have been set aside for the decommissioning. It's money just there to be received, you see. And how's Holtec doing in the uh, work it's been doing so far in this regard? Well, we uh, turn our gaze southward from Los Angeles to San Onofre on the uh, Southern California coast, nearer to San Diego than to L.A., There's a nuclear plant there, the San Onofre Nuclear Generating Station. It's been riddled with controversies since it shut down seven years ago. Uh, Undermining the confidence in Southern California Edison, that's the local utility, its management of highly radioactive nuclear waste stored on site at San Onofre for the foreseeable future. You may recall hearing about this. On this program, a couple years ago, Whistleblower exposed how a 54-ton canister loaded with radioactive waste nearly plummeted 18 feet because of a design flaw and human error. The NRC cited Edison with the most serious violation ever imposed on a spent fuel licensee. We're reminded of this by the Voice of Orange County publication. Most recent dispute centers on the green light. The Coastal Commission of California gave Edison in July to remove the cooling pools... Where spent fuel rods are submerged for several years to begin to begin cooling down, for several years to begin cooling down. I say, Edison argued the pools aren't needed anymore because the rods have all been transferred into holtec's dry storage canisters. Each of the 123 holds roughly the same amount of cesium-137 that was released at Chernobyl. That's a lot of cesium. If a canister is to begin to uh, degrade, creating the risk of radiation release, the only way it can be repackaged into a new canister is by, in the meantime, returning it to the cooling pools that Edison wants to get rid of. They uh, convinced the Coastal Commission that an untested, unapproved nickel cold spray overlay technology could be applied to patch degrading canisters, Making the cooling pools unnecessary, the NRC has neither evaluated nor approved any method for fixing a canister. The only sure solution, according to the NRC spokesperson, replace the canister. nuclear safety advocates in Orange San Diego counties are outraged, believing that Edison and the NRC are gambling public safety on unproven repair methodology, piggybacked on already inferior dry storage canisters that need to last far longer than originally intended partly because the federal government was supposed to find a permanent place to store the waste hasn't this is that waste thing we're supposed to ignore ladies and gentlemen everybody else is ignoring it why shouldn't we Objections to eliminating the pools revolve around the specter of stranded radioactive waste remaining on site for the foreseeable future, with no means to repackage it. Together with concerns about the canisters Edison chose, the Holtec canisters, and the plant's beachfront location. The canisters right now are um, buried, not very deeply, between the shuttered plant and the ocean. The Pacific. The uh, the canisters being used by the plant are called thin-walled stainless steel, Holtec and another manufacturer, warranted only for manufacturing defects and only between ten and twenty-five years. There are thick-walled casks. This would be between ten and nineteen inches, as opposed to five-eighths of an inch. They have bolted lids. They have survived Fukushima. They're standards throughout most of the world. We're exceptional. Get it? Joke's on us. Nuclear safety advocates point to evidence thin-walled canisters are vulnerable to cracking. Yet be, they can't be inspected for tiny cracks, which can grow through the canister wall. Edison applied a robotic camera last year to eight of the Holdtech canisters to determine the extent of scraping and gouging that was incurred during the downloading into their holes in the uh, storage pad. Because of the small clearance between a canister and the guide ring at the mouth of the hole, canisters are routinely scraped and gouged, and that can potentially initiate cracking. Edison admitted that that camera technique was improvised and doesn't qualify as a formal inspection, yet the NRC accepted their conclusion that damage to the canisters during downloading poses no current, credible threat. Current and credible, ladies and gentlemen. So, um, while you can, pack your suit, pack your board, and head on down there.
0: summertime is coming to an end. Coming to an end. Coming to an end. are still fun to have. Grab your honey and be sure. To tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Just cruise down along the coast. Don't let barbed wire get in your way. Hey, hey. I know what Special place where nothing but the isotopes decay. can warm you right up for free. Warm for free. Warm for free. When the wind starts to blow, you don't have to peel away from the sight. That's right. Just get your squad near a rod and stay nice and toasty all night. Before it even starts to screech, pack your lids, pedo, let's make the trip down to Newquays Beach.
3: From New Orleans, Louisiana, this is Le Show. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we... Yes, we have to uh, say the name, say the name, say the name of the man who demands... That we pay him attention every single day. Um, that you know, <laughs> President Trump um, had a a big week. Had some rallies with people uh, unmasked and and closely assembled, much like, much like the church in Coeur d'Alene, Um and um, got into a couple of uh, arguments with expert members. So-called expert members of his administration, including the head of the CDC, um, when uh, he, Dr. Redfield, testified before Congress that in his opinion, his opinion as head of the CDC, mind you, even when we have a vaccine, it may only be 50% effective, whereas masks are uh, more effective, that is to say their percentage of effectiveness is higher. And so he held up a mask and said, this may be even more effective in preventing you from getting COVID than the vaccine. And the president uh, didn't waste a lot of time in saying, well, he's wrong. And I called him and told him that. <laughs> I can't wait until he uh, calls the guys at uh, NASA and says they're they're aiming the rockets wrong. And uh, even though I have nothing but contempt for the polls and for the media that repeat them constantly. Um, Those who do give them credence and report on them seem to emphasize that uh, it's not looking great at this moment, as it didn't four years ago for uh, the Trump thing, which has um, Democrats nervous. And that was before the passing of Ruth Bader Ginsburg on Friday, and the uh, questions that raises. And um, apparently the, the president was pretty busy in the first part of this weekend as a result of all this, as you'll hear now. This week,
4: for the first time, winning may be harder than it looks. And for the businessman turned chief executive, just looking is more than a cliche in a jewelry store. Rupert. It's not a very die I come to this poisonous burg, Donald. Hey, why do you think I play golf so often? It's the best excuse to get out of Washington. Also, it's fun. Such great-looking babes in the clubhouse... But thanks for coming, Rupert. You know you're one of the highest value parts of my team. Well, I think the same way about you, Donald. You know, we're the only network covering your rallies live this time around. Right. Right. But uh, you're not doing the pre- and post-game like we asked. Even Lachlan thought that was pushing the envelope a little bit too much. Hey, when the envelope starts pushing back, you just push harder, right? Who's Lachlan? You remember Lachlan. Married to the tall blonde? Ah, yeah. He runs the networker now. My oldest son. Ah, now you're talking big trouble. Take it from me, hmm. Don Jr. is such an idiot, we're well, lucky the hotels still have toilets. <laughs> not that anybody's there to use them anyway, but... I'm, I'm sure I'm not here to discuss your hotel's toilets, Don. <laughs> but I can tell you that facilities at Fox News HQ are working just fine. No, 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 that was just a thing. But if he's the reason Fox News has been so disappointing lately, then, I don't know, maybe the next time you need approval for some major league mega deal like Disney, maybe we have to actually let the regulators look at it. Which, you know, would make them happy. He's doing a fine job under very trying circumstances for any of the so-called news media. Have you looked at the market lately? Who am I asking? Of course. You know how great this economy is, even with the COVID, which you know better than most people is going to disappear very soon. Maybe very, very soon, I can tell you that. Our advertising revenue isn't exactly uh, breaking any records this year. That's the economy I have to look at. Right. Maybe it's because unlike the very talented people over at OAN, you're not reporting how great a job we're doing. They know because I'm letting them ask a question at every single press conference. Mm -hmm. So they're getting it straight from the horse. So look, Rupert, I'm not screwing around here. Mm -hmm. This is when we see which team can accomplish its tasks and which ones have to be dropped like a fat wife. You could start by telling Chris Wallace he can't moderate a debate. He works for you, right? He's like unfair with a capital un. Well, I'd have to talk to Lachlan. Why don't you just tell your son? That is my son. Better yet. So just tell him. Give Chris Wallace a nice vacation right up to, uh, say, election day. Hmm. People like Chris like, uh, tend to want to uh, be on the job during something like an election. Hmm. People like me tend to want him in Rikers Island. So, can you do it? Donald, as I always tell you, if I can't do it, nobody can. Great. Next time, maybe I can get you to deal with my son. So, Mitch. Yes, sir. What the hell do we do now? I got to take the heat for some BS move you pulled on Obama?
1: (laughs) I'm not sure I know exactly what... If she
4: waits to die till next year, fine. Fine i become the first president in history to pick three Supreme Court judges. That's like half the court, right? Nobody's ever thought of such a thing. But now, all of a sudden, I'm a hypocrite for a scam
1: you ran four years ago? Uh, Sir, remember I told you when I first joined your team, there were three magic words. Yeah, Russia, Russia, Russia. Judges, judges, judges. They're the most valuable thing in the world. Don't be
4: stupid, Mitch. Prime Florida waterfront properties. The political world. Okay, that you know from. Well. But still, your people are leaking that I'm gonna name my candidate real soon, like before the first debate. <laughs> well, it seems to be reasonable timing if we're. My gonna- people know I've already put like more judges on the bench than there are benches. Mm-hmm. All this does is wake up Democrats from their sleepy Joe nap. Like that I need, with the COVID and and all the books.
1: Mr. President, no legacy can be more important to you than to put into cement a new conservative Supreme Court majority.
4: Mitch, Mitch, I know people who can put anything into cement for a price. It's not a legacy, it's a business. But answer me one question. Where are all the good
1: books? Well, sir, if I were to hazard a guess, I'd say the library would be a good
4: I don't mean to read! Do I look like a loser who sits around with his nose in a book? Well, I... Where are the books by the people who worked for me who say nice things? Or the family members I've supported maybe a little? Who's suppressing those books? Can we look into that instead of messing with this court thing? Well, sir, I think in the long run... In the long run, we're dead! hmm. You could hold hearings, subpoena the publishers, threaten them with Riker's Island. Sir, here's what my team is going to
1: do this week. Get a nomination out of the White House, and then tell our base, this is the person who stands between you and 30 million unborn babies. Do I have your support? You want that to be a task? I guess so, if you want to stick to format.
4: Okay. But do one of those hearings and we got a deal, right? Sure. Sure. New team, new tasks, same mission. We're going to make re election great again. Now, the world is his boardroom, the Presidentis. This week,
0: it keeps getting more real.
3: Now we take you to Melbourne, Australia, where the uh, local council overseeing the core of the city has been told to refund around 1,200 fines that resulted from drivers making a typo. Melbourne, the capital of uh, the state of Victoria, as you know, and the ombudsman there probed the matter after someone blew the whistle on unfair parking fines caused by drivers Who accidentally entered either a capital O or the numeral zero into the cash free parking app when their license plates contained the other character? The app allows parking inspectors to check that payments have been made for a parked car. Entering the wrong characters was not allowed as a valid reason to appeal the fine. The ombudsman found two problems with the fine. The first, the typography used on car number plates issued in Victoria makes it all but impossible to distinguish a capital O from a zero. Drivers, therefore, innocently mistyped their number plates. The other was that the regulations governing council officers did not allow them discretion to waive the fines. Don't argue with the machines. Do what they say. The ombudsman's report into the matter found council management knew the mistakes were innocent, knew that their employees' hands were tied, and didn't care enough to either let them bend or change the rules
4: because there was money coming in as a result.
3: Thankfully, the investigation did not find that these attitudes were motivated, oh, by a desire to increase revenue. All right, then. I retract the uh, previous one. <laughs> As more incidents of confusion emerged, the council cautioned drivers, rather than fining them, the uh, app conducted a data-cleansing exercise that saw it mail approximately 9,000 drivers, who incorrectly entered their details, to request that they log into account to check their registration and correct the error. Once those warnings have been sent, the council resumed fines for the character confusion. The council has not changed its rules to allow parking inspectors' discretion to not issue fines based on the 0-0 confusion, but hasn't made it a valid reason to an appeal to appeal against the fine. The Ombudsman is not completely satisfied with that outcome. This is according to the British Tech Journal, the Register saying the parking branch still has some way to go towards necessary reforms. The investigation recommends the refund, or the refund in American terms, of at least 1,200 fines issued due to zero and O confusion. It's such a smart world, ladies and gentlemen. I don't know how I'm ever going to be smart enough to cope with it. And on a related subject... The Apologies of the Week... We're so sorry We uh, shift our gaze, gaze to Baton Rouge, Louisiana. This week, the Louisiana Workforce Commission posted a response on its website noting its awareness of a severe overpayment error impacting thousands in the state. It vowed to send a notice of adjustment to most of those affected, Confirming that their overpayment balance is zero dollars. It was an error on our part. We inaccurately determined their eligibility, said the secretary. Ava DeJoy, any relation to the uh, postmaster general? No, she's got an E at the end of her joy. Many people received two letters, one for unemployment insurance, the other for pandemic unemployment compensation. The letters actually said that they were overpaid. They caused panic some people who couldn't get through to the workforce commission the letters said they had to give back all the unemployment insurance they'd received lwc says calls started coming in about the overpayment letters this past monday then the next day they identified the root cause of those letters they say the alarm bells didn't go off right away that anything was wrong LWC is aware of approximately 7,600 unemployment insurance overpayment notices that were generated last week. We're working with the vendor to correct this technical issue. We apologize for any confusion. The vendor. They, they outsourced it. Courts on both sides of the United States issued rulings this week that could expand mail-in voting in the election in November. And the postmaster general privately apologized to state officials for missteps in his agency's efforts to educate voters on mail-in ballots. Postmaster General DeJoy, without the E, conceded during a video conference call with election officials that he had failed to adequately consult with state election officials on a postcard sent to addresses nationwide to educate voters about mail-in ballots. The apology came as some state election officials publicly clashed with the post office over mail voting, including accusing DeJoy and his team of deliberately providing misinformation on how to vote by mail. He is so sorry about that. A cosmetics maker in Hong Kong featured a product named for Anne Frank in its online catalog. 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 Just let that sink in for a moment. Along with the uh, cosmetic... Dream Like Anne, Liquid Blush. I wish I had written that. was part of a line of products by the cosmetics maker, Woke Up Like This. The uh, line of products was named for women deemed to be inspiring, like Melinda Gates, Virginia Woolf, and Frida Kahlo. Of course, Starve a Fever was not mentioned. The product was removed from the catalog this week following complaints, according to the New York Post, which fired a bunch of people. No, following complaints, the naming the blush for the Holocaust teenage diarist was disrespectful. The Hong Kong edition of the magazine Time Out apologized for an article that featured the Anne Frank product. We understand and recognize the insensitivities within this article and the inclusion of this product came across as disrespectful of Anne Frank and what she represents said the apology. We sincerely apologize for the distress this piece has caused. The cosmetics company also apologized. To those who were offended by the naming of Face Dab, Dreamlike Anne, we sincerely apologize for the misunderstanding this has caused. We have the greatest respect for Miss Anne Frank. It was never our intention to be insulting, offensive, or to reap profits from naming the prophet after a historical figure whose life was tragically cut short by events that bring out the worst of mankind. We didn't want to make a profit. We wanted to experience deep and painful losses. Uh, but wait, there's more. The um, Brookline Select—this is Brookline, Massachusetts—Board Chairman, Board of Selectmen, which is like council people, but they're called Selectmen in New England. For he helms the committee. Bernard Green introduced the next discussion item a proposed ban on police use of chokeholds. Then he cracked a joke about it. People ready for that, he asked, before miming, choking himself and laughing. He quickly followed with, OK, that wasn't funny, I know. With hours, a clip made the rounds on social media, quickly sparking heated online discussion. Some pointed out that Green, who is black, has been a vocal advocate for police reform. Others called for him to apologize and step down. Green makes the sound of being choked, not just holding the neck, but even making the sound, said uh, Donnell O'Neill, a member of the committee. We can't just pick and choose to hold accountable. If he were white, they'd be calling on him to resign right now, said O'Neill. He wants to see Green step down. In a statement, Green called his joking manner inappropriate. That was a lapse, and I apologize. And he pointed out that he was the one to put forth the proposed ban. On chokeholds. I take this issue very seriously. It is not a joking matter, and I will continue this work until we have a chokehold ban in Brookline, he said. But it's humor by, uni- by uh, amateurs, ladies and gentlemen, not humor in uniform. That was the Reader's Digest. Photographer and artist Eric Kessels has apologized after having been accused of misogyny by the art community. A new exhibition of his work was launched this week entitled Destroy My Face. The work invites skateboarders to destroy the faces of women who have undergone plastic surgery. An open letter by artists and arts organizations garnered support after the work opened. The work commissioned by a photo festival is currently being hosted at a skate park in the Netherlands. It features computer-generated images of what appear to be women who have undergone plastic surgery printed onto the floor. Skaters were invited to skate on the faces and slowly destroy them. It uh, is a critique of plastic surgery, apparently. The uh, description on the website says, When taken overboard, these surgeries can result in deformation and transforms mankind into monsters. The uh, commentators on Twitter and those responding to posts on Instagram have asked the artist and organizers why his work seems to promote violence against women while bullying those who have undergone surgery. That's in the open letter. The skate park Pierre has since deleted an Instagram video, which doesn't seem relevant to this. It was not made clear in the text on the website that describes the exhibition. The photographs were generated by an algorithm that created 60 faces based on 800 images found online. This included some male faces. Where's the... Oh, he apologized. Okay, that was right at the top. And then I went into too much detail. In response to a social media post made by Franklin, Tennessee Special School District Board of Education Chair Tim Stillings, the board will select a new chair, and he has issued an apology. He said he shared a post, a meme that referenced players taking a knee in the NFL without thinking, and that he agrees that the post was offensive. I humbly apologize for creating this controversy, this discussion, this unnecessary distraction from the good work we do. Last Thursday, I was sitting in a waiting room, checking email, thumbing through my now-deleted personal social media page. I very hastily read one particular posting from someone I did not know, and without pausing to consider, without thinking through what that posting was implying or any meaning that any subsequent reader might infer from it, I hit the share button. Shortly thereafter, I received a call telling me someone had contacted the central office about it. I immediately pulled over off the highway and I very carefully reread the shared post, and frankly, I was heartbroken that I had sent it. I immediately deleted it, I posted an apology, and I'm an individual who owns his mistakes. I made amends where needed, and I learned from those mistakes. In that apology, I invited anyone that I offended to contact with me for more deeper conversation that might help me be more sensitive and more understanding. He will move aside to allow another board member hopefully a less verbose one, to take over his board chair. John Wall of the Washington Wizards in the NBA is apologizing for throwing up gang signs. He was attending a New York party last week where he was recorded flashing symbols with both hands. Videos of the gestures surfaced the next day, prompting him to apologize via his personal Twitter account. The Miami Herald newspaper has cut ties with a Spanish-language publisher whose insert in the latest print edition contained an anti-Semitic rant that asked, what kind of people are these Jews? A statement on Monday night, the publishers of Nuevo Herald, the paper's Spanish-language edition, said they were deeply sorry that inflammatory racist and anti-Semitic commentary reached our El Nuevo Herald subscribers through Libre, a Spanish-language publication that paid our company to have the product printed and inserted into our print edition as a weekly supplement. Don't blame us. We just took money to shove it in our paper. The statement confirmed the paper had ended its relationship with Libre as a direct consequence. We will never publish, print, or distribute its content again, said the Herald. The Herald's statement admitted its oversight procedures had failed glaringly to prevent the insert from inclusion in the paper, adding... Nobody here speaks Spanish. No, they didn't add that. That just seems the obvious conclusion. Top former members of the FARC rebel group in Colombia issued an unprecedented apology this week to victims. The long-awaited gesture was part of a reconciliation effort to heal the wounds left by that bloody armed conflict with the Colombian government and paramilitaries that left thousands of people dead and displaced millions. But they're sorry. Michael Caputo, the top spokesman at the Department of Health and Human Services, taking a two-month leave of absence from his post, a day after he apologized for a conspiracy-theory-laden rant he made against career government scientists in which he accused them of sedition and working to undermine (laughs) President Trump. Twitch apologized for offending Hispanic and Latinx people with one of its initiatives to celebrate Hispanic Heritage Month. The initiative in question would uh, take existing emotes, whatever they are, and decorate them with a sombrero, maracas, or a mariachi guitar. Not good enough, Twitch. Well, ladies and gentlemen, those seem to be the apologies of the week. Aside from the dozens of more where people sent memes that they didn't, didn't realize were racist and then apologized for them. But we take those as read. Apologies of the week, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. ladies and gentlemen that's it for the show and you can take my words and use them against me but not next week when there'll be more of the show on this same radio station at the same time or on your audio device of choice whenever you want it and it would be just like a moment of silence if you'd agree to join with me then would you alrighty thank you very much Uh uh-huh The email address for this program, playlist of the music heard here on, and your once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to get Cars I Talk t-shirts. Imagine yourself in one. Or two. All of that is available at harryshearer.com. And I'm on Twitter at the Harry Shearer. How repetitive. Tip at Chapeau, to the San Diego desk, to Pam Halstead, and to Thomas Walsh, right here at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's program. And I do wish a return to breathe a little air for all our folks on the West Coast. Know what it's like. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO, New Orleans' flagship station of the Change Is Easy Radio Network. So long from New Orleans.